As Aaron said, we're finishing up, we're trying to finish up the book of Judges. So turn with me to Judges chapter 17. And that's page 212 in my Bible. So you guys have the same Bible. All right, so last week we talked about Samson, a man who had a clear calling from the Lord, but he didn't walk in that calling. Um, and today we'll also look, like, look at another guy who has a calling from the Lord, but disregards that and does his own thing. Um, so this is a very exciting message. Maybe it'll, it'll um, grab your attention because we all have a different calling from the Lord. A lot of us have very similar callings, but something specific the Lord has called us to, that's what he reveals to you. So um, we're going to pray and then we're going to get into it. Cool beans? Cool, cool beans. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Um, thank you that you love us and that you've given us your son Jesus to die for us that we may have fellowship with you. And Lord, thank you for your word that it's living and active and it can uh, reveal things in our hearts. So Lord, I pray that you would use your word today to cleanse us, to purify us, and also that we would learn how to live and worship you correctly. In your name I pray, amen. All right, verses one through four, I've titled this Micah and his crazy mom. Okay, so let's read. There was a man of the hill country of Ephraim whose name was Micah, and he said to his mother, the 1,100 pieces of silver that were taken from you, about which you uttered a curse and also spoke it in my ears, behold, the silver is with me. I took it. And his mother said, Blessed be my son by the Lord. And he restored the 1,100 pieces of silver to his mother. And his mother said, I dedicate the silver to the Lord from my hand for my son to make a carved image and a metal image. Now, therefore, I will restore it to you. So when he restored the money to his mother, his mother took 200 pieces of silver, gave it to the silversmith who made it into a carved image and a metal image, and it was in the house of Micah. Okay, so what, is, what in the world is going on in this story? We just learned about Samson, um, and now we're just getting thrown into this family story. Um, it's like we're just getting perished, or we're skydiving into this story. We're just getting dropped in. Apparently, this man, Micah, stole 1,100 pieces of silver from his mom. His mom prayed and cursed it, whoever stole it. And, Micah hears it and says, you know what, Mom, that was actually me. Um, later on in verse 10, we see that 10 pieces of silver was a livable wage for a whole year. So 1,100 pieces of silver is a, is a, that's almost 110 years worth of money that he just stole from his mom. Um, and so he returns it, and what does his mom do? Does she say, hey, son, what the heck, dude? No, she says, blessed be the Lord for my son. Um, so I, I've titled this Micah and his crazy mom because she seems ha to have no moral compass. She thinks it's okay that her son stole the money, gave it back, and now she's going to make this carved image. Now we know the theme of Judges is, um, it's in verse 6, there's no king in the land of Israel, and everyone did what was right in his own eyes, or her own eyes in this uh, case. And so can you imagine if you stole money from your mom, like a, a huge amount of money? I know my mom would get out the, the wooden spoon the leather belt, and start whipping me. And I'm a grown adult. Um, but Micah's mom, he, he's also a grown adult. He's got his own kids. Uh, she blesses him for that. Isn't that kind of, does, does that make you feel weird? Like, hey, Micah's mom, you're crazy. No? Maybe just me? Okay, cool. <laughs> so that's the story. Micah's mom, she doesn't correct him. She enables his idolatry. And she, she actually enforces it. She gives 200 pieces of silver that he stole to the silversmith so that he can make a carved image, um, so that he can make an idol for Micah. This is violating one of the Ten Commandments, the Big Ten. Um, 
And it just goes along with the theme of judges, that everyone did what was right in their, own, in their own eyes. There's no king in the land. And they act as if they are the supreme authority. So let's continue on in verse 5. And the man Micah had a shrine, and he made an ephod and a house and household gods, and ordained one of his sons who became his priest. Now the theme. In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Let's stop there. Okay, so Micah comes from a family of idolaters. She lets him do whatever he wants, and he grows up to be this man that is living in rebellion against the Lord. He makes an ephod. Do you guys know what an ephod is? Anyone? Show of hands. Show of hands. Desiree? No? Oh, you're just fixing your book. Okay. An ephod was what the priests would use to communicate, or when they would um, offer sacrifices to the Lord. They'd wear this special garment that Aaron had told or Moses had told Aaron to make for his sons, the priests. And so he's mimicking temple worship in his own house. This, he, he's literally saying, God, Yahweh, Lord of Israel, I don't want to do things your way. I'm going to do things my way. I'm not going to go to your temple. I'm not going to go to your house. I'm going to have people come to my house and worship the gods that I've created. This is in direct rebellion against the Lord. And... I think it stems from his mother's lack of pushing him towards Yahweh, the Lord. Proverbs 22.6 says, If you train up a child in the way he should go, when he's old, he will not depart from it. And I think the, the reverse is true, too. If you train up a child in the ways of evil, they will stick to that and not go to the Lord. Now, I've got to ask you guys. When you, want to, when you guys are going to be parents, or maybe you guys are leaders at your school or leaders in your family, are you going to stir people up to love and good works and, and serving the Lord? Or are you guys pulling things apart? Are you guys being divisive? Are you turning people away from the Lord? We just came back from camp, from a high school camp. The theme was take hold. You guys, some of you guys know Malik's wearing the hat. He said he got from Walmart. Um, but the whole theme was to take hold of this life that God has given us and to, to use it to serve him in the correct way. Now, i got to ask you guys, are you willing to take, to take a stand for the Lord, even though maybe in this land there's no king and everyone does what's right in their own eyes? Are you willing to take a stand for the Lord and say, this is right, what you guys are doing is wrong? Micah is a horrible example of someone who knows the Lord. And clearly, he's got some kind of understanding of what God's word says, because he creates an ephod, he um, ordains one of his sons as a priest, he does all the right things, kind of, um, but it's directed in the wrong way. And I think that's some of us, too. We have an understanding of what God's Word says, but we don't know it fully. We don't know it properly. So we try to do things the way we think is best, instead of taking heed according to God's Word. Okay, so that's what I got out of verses 5 and 6. Proverbs fourteen twelve says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And that is a proper light. It shows proper light of the theme of Judges, that there's no king in the land. Everyone does what's right in their own eyes. But what's right in their own eyes leads to death. And it leads Micah in a way that's a counter towards the way of Israel, towards the way of God, of the true God, Yahweh. Um, in my notes, I'm just going to stick to that. It says, the harsh reality of living for yourself is that ends in death and eternal separation from the Lord. So you guys, we have a choice to make every single day. 
We can either do things our own way, act as if there is no Lord, as, as if there's no king, and that will lead us to hell, or we can do things God, God's way, which is the life of abundance, the life of peace, and it's a life of prosperity in heaven eventually. So every single day, we have that choice to make, okay? And Micah is a great example of what not to do. Let's continue reading in verse 7. Now there was a young man of Bethlehem in Judah, of the family of Judah, who was a Levite, and he sojourned there. And the man departed from the town of Bethlehem in Judah to sojourn where he could find a place. And as he journeyed, he found, he came to the hill country of Ephraim, to the house of Micah. And Micah said to him, where do you come from? He said, I am a Levite of Bethlehem in Judah, and I'm going to sojourn where I, where I may find a place. And Micah said to him, stay with me and be to me a father and a priest, and I will give you 10 pieces of silver a year and a suit of clothes and your living. And the Levite went in, and the Levite was content, content to dwell with the man, and the young man became to him like one of his sons. And Micah ordained the Levite, and the young man became his priest and was in the house of Micah. Then Micah said, now I know the Lord will prosper me because I have a Levite as priest. So if, if we're just reading this story with no proper context of the Bible or no context of what Jesus did on the cross, we think, man, this is a great story. Micah gets his own priest. He's got his own church. He's got a church in his house. This is great. But since we know God's word, we should, the alarms in our heads should be running off or going off and say, hey, this is, this is totally wrong. So this, this Levite, this priest of Bethlehem, what is he doing traveling around? He's trying to find a place to stay. But in the law of Moses, Moses laid out cities, certain cities for priests and for Levites to stay and to serve the Lord there. So this Levite, he's also doing what's right in his own eyes. He's leaving the proper abode God gave him to find a better life for himself, which is not that great. He, he's become, instead of a priest for Yahweh, he's become a false priest, one who leads people away from the Lord. Now, I don't think that was his intention starting out in preschool. He probably went to the little Levite school when he was a little boy, got trained up in that, and I don't think he, he graduated thinking, you know, one day I want to be a false priest. But it was a small compromise every single day away from the true scriptures of what God has said, and it eventually leads him to where he's at, the house of Micah in the hill country of Ephraim, totally away from what God has called him to do. Romans 11.29 says the callings, the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. That means he has placed certain callings and certain gifts in each and every single one of us, and we can't return them. All we can do is use them to, to glorify him. Now the choice is, will we use those things that he's given us to glorify him, or will we live in disobedience to it? That, that's the question we all have to face every single day. We're all called to worship and glorify God. You may say, I don't want to worship God. That's fine. If you don't worship God, you're worshiping self. It's the same thing that Micah is doing here and this priest. It's not a question of if, if you're a worshiper. The question is, what are you worshiping? Are you worshiping the Lord and all that he's due? Or are you glorifying self and doing what you want to do? In verse 13, Micah is mistaken. He says, now I know the Lord will prosper me because I have a Levite as a priest. Micah is is. He's taking the patience of God and saying, God has my, or I have God's approval. And I think that's, that's what sin does to us. If we don't get caught out or if we don't get found out soon, we think the Lord endorses our sin instead of realizing the Lord is patient with those. He's not willing, willing that we perish, but he's long-suffering that we would all come to repentance. 
So Micah thinks, I got this Levite, I'm doing all these right things. Wrong, the Lord is patient, he's waiting for him to repent. And I think that's what the Lord does for us all the time too. If we're living in sin, and we don't get caught out right away, we think, okay, the Lord doesn't see that, wrong. The Lord sees it, he's waiting for us to repent. He's waiting for us to come back to him and, and enjoy fellowship with him. Um, so my last encouragement, Micah knew some, some stuff of the word. He knew some obvious things like having a priest, an ephod, worshiping the Lord, doing all those things. But he didn't know the true scriptures. He didn't know, he didn't search it out for himself properly. If he did, he wouldn't be in this case, but he is. So my last encouragement, guys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, brothers and sisters, did I miss anything? Let's stick to God's word and, and the entirety of it. We can't just take something out of, out of context and try to live it out. We need to take the whole mind of scripture, God's whole counsel, and live according to that. We can't just do what's right in our own eyes because that, that ends up, we end up being, being false priests of some wacko thing. And um, there is no redemption here for Micah and this priest. There, there is no repentance. So we can safely assume that they are not in heaven. That is a dark reality of what happens when we live for ourselves. So yeah, that's what I got.